0: Let's stand and worship today.
1: Can we give one more big hand for the youth band? is it amazing? Great job. Have a seat. Have a seat. Welcome and happy Easter, Southview. How are we? Resurrection Sunday. We are here worshiping an alive Jesus Christ that changes people and makes you brand new. We are so excited. Today is capping off a big weekend for us. We had an amazing night of worship here on Friday evening, Good Friday. Had a great day yesterday afternoon, our church family picnic, about 500 of our closest friends coming in and doing a picnic with us. It was so much fun. And then today, worshiping Jesus Christ. If you're here today, man, we've got them all over the place, right? We've got people who have been a part of the church for years. We have people that uh, you've just started visiting recently. Some of you are in this room today. This is the first time you've been back since COVID. Welcome back. Jesus came out of the tomb, and you came out of your house, and we're super happy for you. (laughs) Others of you are guest welcome. Some of you, man, you've just been driving by, and today's the day. You say, you know we to come? Some of you, you, um, you were invited by someone, and they tricked you and lied and said, hey, let's go get some Easter brunch. And they pulled in here and handed you a donut. We're glad you're here, all right? We're glad that you're here. Glad that you're here, but we are worshiping Jesus Christ. If you are a guest with us, we would love to connect with you, okay? Best way you can do that is to pull out your cell phone and text the word CONNECT to our number on the screen, 910-424-1298. Just text CONNECT. We'll send you a link, tap on that, answer a couple of quick questions, just so we know that you're here. We're not going to spam you. We're not going to show up on your front doorstep this afternoon, nothing like that, but we just want to know you're here and minister to you in the best way we possibly can. But for everyone who is here today, we've got our big three announcements. We do this every week, all right? Big three things we want everyone to know, all right? Big announcement number one. We have uh, our next round of membership classes. That's going to be um, April 18th, uh, and then uh, the following, the 25th, and then May 2nd. Uh, you can sign up for that by texting MEMBER to our number as well, 910-424-1298. Just text MEMBER there, that'll get you signed up for that class. It meets during the 9.30 worship hour, uh, but we'll get you set up for that so you can find out covenant membership, what that looks like here, how what it means to be a member here at Southview. Text MEMBER uh, to sign up for that. Second big announcement, men, Saturday, April 24th, we are taking a trip to Parker's Barbecue in Wilson. We're going to rent a couple of vans, pack them full, drive down, eat our weight in meat, and drive back. Nothing bad could possibly happen there, all right? Come be a part. You can sign up for that, guys, by texting BBQ, all right? You text BBQ to 910-424-1298 so you can know how many vans we need to rent, what that needs to look like, but if you want to be a part of that, guys, come and be a part. It's going to be a great day. And then lastly, April 25th, Sunday, April 25th, we're going to have a family meeting after the 11 o'clock service. What that is, is this. So we're coming off the heels again of a year of COVID, uh, and we want to take some time. We're going to serve you lunch We want you to stick around, and we're just going to lay out for you some of the great stories of what God's been doing here over the last year. What we believe God's leading us towards moving forward, laying out a vision for us of where we believe God is taking us as a church. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time directly after the 11 o'clock service, April 25th. But we need you to text the word FAMILY to our number on the screen, 910-424-1298, and tell us how many you're bringing with you because we don't want to run out of food. Jesus did that whole multiply food thing once. Maybe he'll do it again. He did it twice, actually. Maybe he'll do it three times. Who knows? But we're not banking on that, all right? We want to actually make enough food for you. So sign up by texting family. Let us know how many you have coming so we can make sure we have plenty, plenty, plenty of food for you. That's April 22nd. All right, and then any other announcements that we have, anything else going on, download the church app. Uh, you can do it at iTunes, Google Play, download our church app. That's how you're going to find all of our announcements, sign up for things, sermon notes, old messages, uh, find a journey group. You can give online, all of those things through the Southview app. Download that, use that. Uh, that's how you're going to really stay connected. But today is Easter, and I want to read a scripture to you as we jump back into worshiping together. Mark chapter 16, Mark 16, starting in verse 1. So Jesus has died, he was buried, and they're assuming that he's still buried, so here's how the story picks up, Mark 16, verse 1. When the Sabbath was passed, that's the Saturday, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him, They're anointing Jesus in the grave. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe. And they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here see the place where they laid him we celebrate today because jesus christ is alive and i love the fact that they went to the tomb and they're looking for him there but he's not there and he had they have to be encouraged reminded told hey, hey remember he told you he was going to do that thing he did the thing he's not here he is risen and the great thing about the resurrection is by faith in jesus it's not just that jesus rose from the grave but that you physically arose to new life in him as well. Something actual, legitimate happened to you. You became new by faith in Jesus Christ. And just like they went to where Jesus used to be thinking he's still going to be there, how many times are we in our hearts, whether our own our own sin nature or Satan or those around us or the world tries to drag you back and says, no, 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 this is where you still are. And we get to gloriously say, no, no, no. That's where I used to be, but that is not where I am now. I have been risen to new life in Jesus Christ. I am new. That might be who I used to be, but not anymore. So we celebrate today Jesus Christ rising from the grave, giving us new life as well. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that you make us new. We thank you, Jesus, that you empower us to live out that new life. And I pray today over every person in this room. God, there are people in this room that have never been made new in you and Jesus. I pray today they will. I pray today that they would see Jesus that you died and you were buried and you rose again for their sin. So that they can be forgiven and they can be made new. I pray, God, today for brothers and sisters in Christ who have been made new in you, Jesus, but if they're honest, they don't always entirely live new. I pray, God, today that they'll see that they've been made free, free in you, Jesus, and free to live the new life. Empower them today. Be glorified, Jesus, as we lift you up. We pray this in your name. Amen.
2: Good morning, church. Stand with us and let's continue to worship. reason to celebrate. We have been saved for a purpose. You have been saved for a time such as this. Let's celebrate this amazing grace. Let's sing. Who breaks the power
0: of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The, the King of glory, the King above all kings. All kings. the oh. Hey
2: says and if Christ has not been raised your faith is futile that means your faith is worthless empty a waste of time but he goes on and says and you would still be in your sin but if in Christ we have hope in this life only we are of all people most to be pitied but praise God that he did not leave his son in the grave amen church that he has been resurrected and for the believers in the room he has resurrected you And so my prayer, our prayer, our hope for us in our gathering today is one thing. Well, it's two things, one, to glorify God and two, to call the lost home. So I pray for the man or for the woman or for the child or for the family who has never heard the saving grace of Christ, that you would hear the saints sing, that you would listen to the prayers of his people, that you would hear the gospel preached and God would turn you from darkness to light now, today and you would fall on your knees and you would say, Lord, yes thank you, Jesus and we're going to continue to sing and raise the name of the only one who saves the Alpha and Omega, the the beginning and the end and all in between and his name is Jesus and he is worthy to be praised let's sing
0: there is a truth Lord than. Come, there is one
2: born for our salvation. Jesus,
0: there is a light that overwhelms the darkness, there is a key.
3: People who do some of the hardest, most important work on earth. They start churches in places where people tell them, we don't need church. They provide food and shelter for families who don't even have the basics of life. They share the gospel everywhere for everyone. They are North American missionaries. It's always been hard doing what they do, but it's not always been like this past year. When the world shut down, the easy thing for them would have been to wait Hold off or to stop. But that didn't happen and it never will. Because for your North American missionaries, the mission always moves forward. We're still sharing the gospel, we're still impacting lives, we're still here. We never stopped. Right now, your North American missionaries are adapting, they're innovating, they're coming up with new ways to take the gospel into places it's never been before. You can do that when you have tens of thousands of people like you who give to the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. Ministry costs money, and so your giving enables us to continue to spread the good news of the gospel. You see, no matter what's happening around us, when the world says stop, God always says go. That's why we're seeing new churches planted. We're seeing needs met, and we're seeing believers baptized. It's what happens when God's people give, pray, and go. Thank you for praying for your missionaries because prayer is powerful. And Thank you for giving to the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. As you do that, you provide the fuel that moves the mission forward. There's so much work to be done, now more than ever. It's estimated that there are 275 million lost people in North America, and so, What happens next in this story is up to you. Uh,
1: Well, we are here at Southview, a Southern Baptist congregation. What that means is that we voluntarily cooperate with other churches in the country. And we partner with A couple of organizations, one of them being the North American Mission Board that you just saw. So what the North American Mission Board does is seek to share the gospel and plant churches across North America. And every year at Easter, we have the Annie Armstrong Easter offering that helps raise money to support that. Uh, All month long in April, we're going to be encouraging you to give to that. Every dime that you give goes straight out to that. goes straight to the North American Mission Board. None of it stays in. You can give either by writing a check and and marking it Annie Armstrong and dropping it in a bucket, or you can give online via the app and be sure to designate it Annie Armstrong Easter offering in that. But the reason that we do that is because the need in our country and across North America as a whole is great. The need is great. And the answer we know as Christians is not this legislation or that legislation. The answer is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we have what is the only answer, then it would be wicked of us to not do all that we can to push that answer out to uh, the ends of the earth, specifically for us here also in our country. And and, and for us at Southfield, I just want to real quick One of the ways that we feel led to specifically jump into this, like you can't do everything, right? You can kind of get overwhelmed by North America. It seems huge and overwhelming. So what we're doing as a church is we're having conversations within the North American Mission Board. There's something called Military Community Church Planting Group, and we're partnering with them to see what we can do to plant churches specifically in military communities. Um, There are, I don't know if you realize this, half, Of all U.S. military, half of all U.S. military live in just five states. North Carolina, Georgia, Texas, California, and Virginia. Half of the U.S. military is stationed in those five states. And so, if we could hypothetically partner with the North American Mission Board to engage just the the bases and installations in those five states, we hypothetically could engage with half, of the U.S. Armed Forces. That is amazing. That is making major kingdom impact. So you'll be hearing more about that in the weeks and months to come, but that's something that we're seeking to do. And I don't think that it is um, uh, sort of like in the book of Esther where um, Esther is told that you were placed here for such a time as this. Same thing for us. I don't think it is chance that we as a church are stationed uh, right beside the center of the military universe. I think God wants us to do something about that. And so we're going to be seeking to do that. So one of the ways that you can help is by giving the Annie Armstrong Easter Offering. Again, all of that goes to the North American Mission Board and helps plant churches all across uh, the continent. But then specifically for us as we're thinking military community church planting. We'll be, again, talking more about that in the weeks and months to come. Uh, But I want to take just a minute. Let's just bow our heads. I want to pray, okay? I want to pray for this. Um, the need is great, and I want to pray that God empowers us to push forward in this mission, all right? So Lord, I, just, I thank you that you, I thank you, God, that you saved us for a purpose of pushing forward the mission of the gospel. So I ask you, God, that you would, by your grace, empower us, God, to see that push forward. I pray, God, that you would raise up men and women in this church right now to be workers in the harvest field you've already said the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few i pray god that you would raise up men and women to go into the harvest field specifically i pray for men and women to go and plant churches husbands and wives that will be called up together to go plant churches and military communities i pray god that you would raise them up and send them out I pray, God, that we as a church would not try to judge ourselves by our seating capacity, how many people we can fit in this room, but truly by our sending capacity, how many people we can send out for the gospel. I pray, God, that you would do that more and more and more. I pray, God, that you would raise up an army here of people who feel called by you to move, to do what needs to happen, to see the gospel go out. I pray, God, that you would stir up in the rest of our hearts, God, just a desire to pray and to give so that others can be empowered to go. And I pray, God, that a wonderful, amazing gospel movement happens flowing out of this place, all across our country and the world, and specifically within military communities and families. I pray, God, that you would bless us and allow us to see that happen for your glory. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right. So again, today is Easter. Easter is, oh man, it is the biggest day of the year because apart from Easter, nothing else matters. Apart from the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as Pastor Scott already said, we're to be the most pitied. Nothing else means anything. And and Easter, we know the Easter story, right? The Easter story, the story of Jesus Christ, his life, then his death, burial, resurrection, more conversation and debate and books and movies and articles have been produced and engaged in about him and his life than any other person ever in existence. Jesus Christ has been on more magazine covers than anyone. Jesus Christ has had more books written about him, more movies made about him than anyone. We know the story, but just simply what happened isn't all of it. There's there's something happening underneath. What makes the story of Jesus Christ significant isn't just what happened to him. Because the truth is, Jesus wasn't even the only one who was crucified on that day. Not only that, here's your homework for this week. Read Matthew chapter 27. Jesus wasn't even the only one raised from the dead on that day. There were other people raised from the dead and walking around town. Right? Can you imagine, like, Bob? I went to your funeral. It was a good one. So, if other people were crucified and other people were raised from the dead, what makes the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus so significant? What makes the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus significant is not the events that happened, but who it happened to and what it now means for us. And that's what I want to get at today. What really happens as a result of the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the What I want us to understand is the point of the resurrection is it sets you free. It sets you free. There's something deep going on in your life. And Jesus Christ is the only one through his death, burial, and resurrection who can deliver you from it and make you free. So I'm a kid of the 90s, right? I did middle school, high school, and college all in the 90s. So that means a couple of things. Number one, I had some really bad haircuts. Uh, number two, my favorite movie trilogy is The Matrix. Yes, yes. If you're under 30, Google it. It'll change your life. So the story of The, the Matrix is you have this man. His name is Thomas Anderson. Uh, his codename is Neo. So he's like this computer programmer hacker. And through a series of events, Thomas Anderson, Neo, meets a guy named Morpheus. So if you know the story, like Morpheus comes to to, uh, Neo and he has these two pills, right? A red pill and a blue pill. It's like, take your pick, right? Blue pill, you go to sleep, you wake up the next day, it's all just a weird, crazy dream. Red pill, you swallow that, and we'll see how far this rabbit hole can take you. I'll open up your eyes and I'll show you the truth. Now, in that movie, The Matrix, the truth is... There's this hidden, unseen world that's actually controlling everything that you think is real. Would it be crazy if I would submit to you today that I lay the same thing before you? The truth is, there is a hidden, unseen world that is controlling everything going on in your life right now. And if you would allow the Holy Spirit to open up your eyes and see the truth, today, Jesus Christ can set you free. That's the desire today. To see that Jesus Christ is the only one who can really set you free. So I want to read some scripture to you, which shouldn't be surprising. It's what we do. John chapter 8. I just want to read a few verses. John 8, 31 through 36, okay? So listen to what Jesus is saying to some people that are around him. John eight thirty one. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, you will be free indeed. So here's our big idea for the day. Our big idea that everything hangs on is this. Sin has made you a slave, but Jesus sets you free. Sin has made you a slave, but Jesus sets you free. If you're here today and you have a certain view of Christianity, let me break that myth down for you, Okay? Christianity is not a belief system for people who can obey certain rules and live a moral life. Christianity is not a belief system for people who just grew up a certain way and don't have issues and baggage. Christianity is not for people who can get it straight and who stay in the lines and obey the rules. It's the exact opposite. Christianity is for people who have totally blown up their life. Christianity is for the addicts. Christianity is for the derelict. Christianity is for the drunk. Christianity is for the immoral and the ungodly. Christianity is for you. You say, I have too much baggage. We all have baggage. Some of you just carry it in Gucci bags, try to make it look nice. We all got stuff. Christianity is for you. People will say Christianity is a crutch for the weak. Yes, and praise God it is. Yeah, in fact, no, it's not a crutch for the weak because a crutch implies that you've got a little bit of strength to help out a little bit. Christianity is for the people who realize I am lame and cannot do anything. I need Jesus Christ to do it all. Today, brothers and sisters, I want you to understand, you do not come in here today with too much going on. You come in here today, by God's grace, hopefully, ready to be set free from it. So I want to lay two questions out before you, just super quick, all right? So two questions just to kind of think through what Easter means. Question number one is this. Do you realize that you are enslaved? You are enslaved. Uh, Look at verse 33. They, that's the Jews that were listening to Jesus, they answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Here's the weird thing. So you have these Jews saying, That's so strange that you would say that Jesus, we've never been enslaved to anyone, as the Roman guard stands over their shoulder. They are literally living in Roman oppression. An invading army has taken over their homeland. But they've convinced themselves, I'm not enslaved to anything. I'm as free as I want to be. And that's the point. The most dangerous prisons are the ones that are invisible and you think don't exist. The most dangerous bonds that you can be in are the ones that you've convinced yourself aren't really bonds. These aren't handcuffs. These are bracelets. There's an old Chinese proverb that says, he is a fool whose hair is on fire, but says, I smell no smoke. For some of you, dude, you are on fire. But you're walking around here trying to act like, I don't smell any smoke. What are you talking about? The smoke sprinklers are going off right now. You're on fire. greatest thing. William Tyndale said, man's greatest need is to realize what is his greatest need. Your greatest need today is to realize what exactly is your great need. And your great need first is to realize that you are in desperate need of someone or something to set you free. You are in bonds. If if your life is anything, your life is a giant neon sign pointing to the fact that you can't fix you right i mean this should be the one thing i don't have to convince you of right we're constantly being reminded of the fact that we can't fix ourselves, and that's the point jesus responds to them in verse 34 he says truly truly i say to you everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin so he says everyone who practices sin. So um, if you have King James, New King James, NIV, it'll say something like everyone who commits sin or whoever sins. And I don't think that's the best way of saying it. I like how the ESV says it. Everyone who practices sin. The Amplified Version says everyone who practices sin habitually. The idea is this. There's a trajectory in your life. Look at your life. It is a trajectory pointing you one way or the other. Everyone has one of two masters. You either serve Christ and his righteousness, or you serve this world and its leader, Satan. You always have one or two masters. The question is, be honest and look at your life. Who is your master? You can't serve them both, and you can't hop in the middle. Some relationships are by definition exclusive, right? Like a husband and a wife. Gentlemen, if you went home today and your wife walked in and said, Honey, I'd like to introduce you to Carl. He's going to be joining us. Right? You know what every man in this room would say? Carl, don't unpack. I own a gun and a shovel. I got a feeling Carl won't be with us much longer. Right? There are some relationships that are by definition exclusive. Right? It's just this. In the same way, listen to me, brothers and sisters, don't buy in to the lie of Satan. That you can be sort of this and sort of that. Romans 6 is abundantly clear. You are either a slave to sin or you are a slave to righteousness. And God doesn't do a timeshare. You don't get to do one one weekend and one the next. Who honestly is your master. Do you understand that you're enslaved? And then the second question, has Jesus Christ set you free? If you have seen your sin and realized your sin, if you have seen the fact that you were enslaved to sin, have you allowed Jesus through his death, burial, and resurrection to make you free? In fact, in verse 35 and 36, look, it says, The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. Verse 36, So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. That phrase, sets you free, means free in totality, in completion. Absolute. Free to go where you want to go and do what you want to do. Many of you, you're like a prisoner in a jail cell. So technically speaking... A prisoner in a jail cell is totally free to bang their head against their jail cell wall all day long. You're free to do. It's not that you're not free to do things. You're not free to walk out. And for many of you, you're in your sin. You're like, no, 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 no. I I can absolutely, I'm free. I can make decisions. All you're doing is living in a jail cell, banging your head against a wall. Jesus says, trust in me and I'll kick the doors open and let you walk out. Jesus sets you free. This is the consistent theme in the New Testament. Romans 8, verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus. Romans 6, 18, having been set free. Free from sin. We become slaves of righteousness. Galatians 5:1. For freedom, Christ has set you free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Jesus Christ sets you free. So I want to chat to two groups of people very quickly. Group number one: you're here today, and you have never trusted Jesus Christ by faith for salvation maybe you've been in church your whole life maybe you've been around church listen we have too many people that think they're christians just because they believe in god and always vote republican and listen listen i'm only exaggerating a little bit all right i'm not joking (laughs) Has Jesus Christ set you free? Or do you just check off a box or two, know the slogans to throw up in the air, circle the right days to make sure you're in church? Today, are you in this room and you need Jesus Christ to finally make you new and set you free? Come on now. Today's the day. He he died, he was buried, he rose again to set you free. Today is your day. Trust by faith in Jesus Christ. He is God in flesh. He came to earth. When he died on the cross, he died as you on the cross. When he was buried in the grave, he died, he was buried as you in the grave. And he rose again, he rose again as you. And he desires to Give all of that to you he says i already died for your sin i was already buried for your sin and already rose again to to have your sin completely conquered and to give you new life i want to hand it to you right now i've done it all i just want to hand it to you and set you free but you have to let go of what you're holding on to so you can grab that right i cannot hold my ipad in this hand And this hand. If I'm going to transfer it, I've got to let go. Are you ready to let go? The only way you can grab a hold and receive the full life and salvation of Jesus Christ is if you let go of your life, your sin, your shame, your pain, your guilt. I had a pastor from India one time ask me, Pastor Brad, do you know how we catch monkeys in India? I said, nope. Nope. I was just thinking the other day, right? He said, we have a jar, and we put a banana in the jar. And the opening for the jar is just big enough for a monkey's hand to go in to grab the banana, but it's too small for the monkey to pull the banana out. And so what happens is the monkey will come, put his hand in the banana, in, in, in the jar to get the banana, and try to pull it out, try to pull it out. And, and it's so fixate on trying to get the banana out of this jar that the trapper just comes right behind, slips a bag over the head, and the monkey's caught. Not realizing the whole time the only way you're going to be set free and not be captured is to let go of the one thing that you're never going to keep in the beginning in the, in the begin with. Same thing for you. What's keeping you in bondage is the fact that you're still holding on. Let go and let Jesus Christ make you new. And for the other group, my brothers and sisters in Christ who believe by faith in Jesus Christ for salvation, you believe by faith, you belong to Jesus. Can we be honest for a second? How easy is it to intellectually know and believe that you've been set free in Jesus but not actually live that life out? Because the ruts in our heart get so deep, we just stay in them, and it's so hard to bounce out. I mean, again, I remember a 90s kid. We all had uh, WWJD bracelets and and True Love Weights bracelets, right? So what did we do? We had our True Love Weights ring on, and then completely broke everything that we said we would do with it. But we had the ring. What was going on there? sin patterns have been so entrenched in our heart intellectually we knew that we were free but we weren't ever really walking in the free are you living the free life that jesus christ has already purchased and give to you if not i want to encourage you today you can walk in that freedom i want to ask you to bow your heads just for a moment Freedom. True, complete freedom awaits you. Some of you, it's time to step forward in freedom for the first time. Some of you, it's time to live in the freedom that you've already grabbed onto. Jesus, I pray for your people here today. I ask you, Lord, by your grace, that you would Show us, Lord Jesus, the freedom that's only been brought through you. I pray for those here in this room who have never really grabbed a hold of your freedom and salvation. I pray today is that day they have come to faith in you. I pray for those who have believed by faith in you for salvation and freedom, but they're struggling to live in that for whatever various reasons. I pray, God, today that you would empower them to live out the new life that you have placed before them. Jesus Christ, do this in us for your glory. We need you to do this, Jesus. Thank you. We love you, Lord. We pray this in your name. Amen.
0: Thank you.
3: Simply the question,
1: do you want to be free? One more time, I'm going to ask if you just bow your heads for a moment, and and I want to give a chance, the, the two groups of people that I spoke to earlier, those who have not yet believed by faith in Jesus Christ for salvation and freedom, and for those of you who have believed by faith for salvation in Christ and freedom, but The truth is that the freedom is becoming difficult for you to live out. I want to give you a minute right here to ask the Lord to do something about that in your life. If today your desire, your understanding, what God has shown you today is the fact that you're not actually a Christian. You don't actually know Jesus in that way. Maybe you're just trying to, to be good and obey the rules and do those sorts of things, but, but you've never been really set free by faith in Jesus Christ. Have you trusted that when Jesus died, he died for you? When he was buried, he was buried for you, as you. When he rose again, he, was, he rose again for you, as you. If today your desire is to believe by faith in Jesus for that and to be made new, no one's looking around. It's just me. We had many in our first service, and I'll give you a chance as well. I'm not going to ask you to come forward, but I would ask, just so we can know who to pray for, if that's your desire today, to believe by faith in Jesus for salvation. Just lift your hand up real quick. Just point your hand up. Awesome. Thank you so much. Everybody else, all over the place. Anyone else? Amen. 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 If your desire this morning is to believe by faith in Jesus Christ for salvation, I'm not going to give you words to say. I'm not going to say repeat after me. Do you believe that God is who He said He is? Jesus Christ is God, and He died, and He buried, and He rose again to set you free. This morning, you just confess to Jesus. Jesus, I give you my sin. I give you my past. I give you my everything. I trust you. I need you. You make me free. Just call out to Him right now. And for those of you who are doing that, I want to encourage you this morning, we would love, love to spend some time with you. Talk with the person that you came with parents and come talk to me, reach out to us. We want to encourage you, we want to love you, we want to disciple you and help you walk through this life. Let us do that with you. And for those that have believed by faith in Jesus, you're a follower of Christ, you, you know the Lord and love the Lord, but come on, let's just be honest. Sometimes you in your head know that you've been made new and free in Jesus Christ, but the ruts in the road can be so hard to get out of. Those are the sunsets for your free indeed. And for you, it's kind of a two-part deal, alright? I think part number one is you today professing to the Lord, I know that you've made me free and God, today I I, I commit to you to walk in that freedom. Empower me to do that. And second, Romans chapter 12 says that you're going to be transformed into Christ, the image of Christ, by being daily, continuously renewed in your mind. That's involved, that means you being involved in the body, involved in a small group of believers, involved in the Word of God, asking God daily to speak to you and empower you and convict you of sin and draw you more and more and more into His image. But for us right now today, are you ready to say to the Lord, I, I'm done. I'm done driving in these stupid ruts. I want to be set free and live in that freedom. If that's your desire, same thing for you. Can you just lift your hand up just for a minute just so we can know who to pray for? Awesome. All over the place. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Same thing for you. I'm not going to give you words to say. You know the Lord. You talk to the Lord. Tell Him. Tell Him your heart's Tell him that you love him and you're heartbroken that that you just feel like these ruts are so strong sometimes. Ask him to empower you and and commit to him that you're going to not just today raise your hand and do a thing, but, but you want to walk forward with him. And again, if that's your desire, come talk to us. We want to encourage you, help you, disciple you, walk down that road. You talk to the Lord right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your resurrection. We thank you for your life. We thank you, Jesus, that you you died and you were buried and you rose again in our place so that we can be made new and live in your freedom. Jesus Christ, let us every day, every day, wake up overjoyed that we get to experience freedom today pray we wake up tomorrow and every day after that filled with excitement and joy that we get to live free in Jesus Christ and no one or nothing can hold us any longer thank you Jesus thank you Jesus we love you thank you thank you for first loving us Lord, I pray your blessings over your people I pray your empowerment over your people I pray, God, that we would live in the freedom that you give us through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, our King, and our Liberator. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you so much. Hey, we're back here next Sunday at 11 as well. Look forward to seeing you there. Have a great week. Happy Easter.